one more thing I want to tell you about before we dive into the podcast. If you want your life transformed in 2023, if you want to go from where you are now to where you want to get, message me. Let me know. Go to davidnurse.com. Check out the info for this. This is the transformation, the High Achievers Transformation Group. I have been blessed to help over 2,000 people, NBA players, coaches, CEOs, everything, everyone transform their life and I can absolutely help you get there. Whether it's something you want in a relationship, in your business, in your mindset, something you are not doing that we will unlock, give you the game plan, give you the blueprint, and help you transform your life in 2023. Please message me. All right, now, time for the show. You are about to get your mind blown. Scott Donald, welcome to the David Nurse Show, where we optimize for excellence. Man, look at that bright smile. If you're watching this, Scott just lights up a room. And there's there's so, like, I still don't know if I can fully grasp all that you're doing, but you're literally what I would like to call a visionary who takes action and makes things happen. So we'll get into all that. Scott, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How are you doing? How God's things good. Your- Life is beautiful, my friend. Can't wait for this one. Mm, God is good. Life is beautiful. Before we get into everything, start us off with a bang. Something maybe not uh, not many people know about you. Something different. Man, okay. Two truths and a lie. I've been <laughs> chased. I've been chased by a bear. I have been um, peed on by a Siberian tiger, and I have been stalked by a mountain lion. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. I love how you started it off with that. I'm going to say the peed on by Siberian tiger is a lie just based on how quickly you were or how you were kind of reaching a little bit for it. Is that a lie or a truth? Uh, I tricked you. All three are true. Oh my <laughs> gosh. What? All right. Yeah. Okay. The bear. Yeah, I don't lie. I don't lie. I, I'm bad at lying. Wow. You survived that. So hopefully you outran ran the other person. That where you being chased <laughs> yeah, with? There, yeah. You got beat on by a Siberian tiger. What? Where? How? When? What? Minnesota. We were at the we were at the back. My uncle is the head pediatric surgeon at Mayo in Rochester, Minnesota, and he gets called on to do all the biggest and most intense surgeries in the world on animals and humans. And he got called on. He he actually separated those twins that were attached at the brain. He, yes. he led the 70, like 10 years ago, he led the 75 person doctor team to split them up. It took set, it took 80 hours of work, crazy, crazy stories. So he got called on, he calls me to come with him. And we were in the back of the zoo, the Minnesota zoo. And he's working on these Siberian tigers. And one of them like literally like didn't have the anesthesia, right? Jumped up and like really almost attacked us and pissed right in my face, like turned around and like launched this piss stream five feet right into my eyes and like like the ammonia knocked me on the floor and I couldn't breathe it was wild dude I wasn't I was like I don't know 15 years old or something okay. <laughs> that's either can go two ways it can like oh that is the next like you could sell like knowing you you could sell that as the next optimization thing and be like you know what Siberian <laughs> tiger piss is the greatest longevity look at my skin it feels yeah. so young wow I think they on Anchorman, wasn't that one of the perfumes was like panther piss or something like that? <laughs> it was the panther, yeah. 
Oh yep. man, I'm gonna just say hey, that is the craziest start us off with a bang we've ever had on this podcast. Wow, it could uh <laughs> can only go downhill from here. No, not really. Okay, okay, Scott. So you are a visionary, like we talked about. You are seeing things unfold before they are actually out there in the public and seeing needs, seeing holes and gaps in what is actually needed to progress society. Has this always been something you were able to do? Or was there a moment when you're like, you know what, I want to change the world and I'm actually going to do it. Any moments stand yeah. out to you on that? Yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, this is kind of my life is helping kids develop and creating businesses to help families and kids. That's my life. But I, you know, my first business was an eight-year-old. I made bead gecko keychains for like 10 cents, sold them door to door for like $1.50. And I, I just always been in my blood to like create value, make something that other people need or want, solve a problem. Um, it's pretty funny. I, I started the company in third grade and all my classmates, I'd pay them a quarter to make them for me. Sweet. And uh, before, after like a month, nobody was going to lunch or recess. And the principal, because they were making my keychains and the principal saw it and he suspended me. Cause he was like, you can't have the whole class making your stuff. And so I got suspended and I got, I went home and instead of punishing me, my dad took me out for a steak dinner. He's like, whatever you did today, I want you to do that for the rest of your life, son. So this has been in my blood. You know, I, I only want to create companies. You've got, we've got about six or seven now of them, but I only want to do a company that's going to make change a world, a world issue, a world problem that requires the efforts of a whole army of people to solve, right? And I, I, those are the things that I'm most interested in. I, I stopped chasing money 10 years ago. I started chasing impact. So my wife and I have two simple goals. We want to impact a billion people's lives a year through our companies. And we want to give away a billion dollars to uh, those in need. Widows and orphans, people suffering, how do you reduce pain, increase connection? Like that's what we're called to do. So that's the businesses are marching strongly towards those goals right now. Oh my gosh, dude, you're like, yeah, you've lived many, many lifetimes and you're still so young. You're like, give a billion dollars. Like when people hear, that's a B, that's a billion dollars. And the bead geckos, incredible. I remember those things, man. Yet your principal suspends you because he's like, dude is making more money than me and he's in third grade. Great I parents. have one. You have one with you. Oh, <laughs> I, love I keep it with me. I keep it with me as a memento to remember how to create value in the world. That's like my starting point. So yeah, man. I looked up some stats on this. Check this out. This is incredible. 31% of adults worldwide have more confidence based on clear skin. 31, that's almost one third of people like, hey, you got clear skin, you're more confident. Get this, better looking people, meaning of this term, the clear skin is we're putting that with, earn 12% more financially over their lifetime. 12% more, that, that literally could be millions of dollars. You are investing a lot into the lab, into the science, into yeah. the research. It is so far a no brainer why anybody would try would use anything else other than one skin like is there any is there anything like you can even think of that makes sense like i'm trying to and i can't i want to say out of the kindness of your guys heart you are providing for our listeners a special 
pricing code, which will be in the show notes. So look in the show notes to try out OneSkin for yourself. Strongly recommend to subscribe to our newsletter. We want to empower everyone because we know that the choices that we are making today will definitely impact how you're, oh. you know, are going to age tomorrow. Well, it sounds like it. I mean, you, you say it so fluently and smooth, but I know there had to be difficult times. Like, hey, is this really going to work? Or people question you like, Scott, maybe you should just get a real job, quote unquote. How did you deal with the times when your back was against the wall and, and being able to break through those and persevere through those times? So quick, quick history of me real fast. So started my entrepreneurial journey about 12, 13 years ago. First company was a school fundraising uh, company that did fun runs for schools, taught leadership, taught fitness. We basically innovated off of product sales that everybody used to sell when we were kids, like chocolate, pizza, magazines, all that kind of stuff, unhealthy stuff. So we, my wife was a teacher, you know, we, she's at home now with our three kiddos, but when she was a first grade teacher, she spent her whole paycheck on her kids. And so I was like, okay, we got to solve this problem. And so we started apex to raise money for her school and her school made three times as much money as they'd ever made before. And it was totally healthy. All the kids were included. No one was left out. Um, it was leadership. It was fitness. It was hassle-free for the school. They loved it. They couldn't wait for the next year. And so we just exploded. And it went nationwide. We started franchising it. We had 600 employees in the company, hundreds of franchises before we sold it last year. We raised, we probably served 7 million families in schools, elementary and middle schools across the country. It's the best fundraiser in America. And so we really learned, I cut my teeth in that company. Now I launched a mental health product called Happy, H-A-P-B-E-E. -E. It's a biotech company. It's a wearable and a sleep pad that helps people sleep better, get more focus, more energy through digital uh, therapeutics. We took that company public a couple years ago. Now we're uh, building superheroes comics with the founder of Comic-Con and Hero Maker. Um, so we're telling stories that inspire people and bring hope. We really want to change some of the narrative out there and we think it's the best way to impact culture and now my favorite company probably of all of them is gravy stack it's a financial literacy bank account with games that kids play to become fully financially competent ages 8 to 18. so it's a roadmap for families to basically have fun do real life experiences to learn how to invest save spend share all that kind of stuff so that's my career to this day we have um you know 10 million people we're serving we're on our way to the billion and each of them are growing exponentially. But man, I tell you, there's hard things every day. You know, you, you yeah. have to make sure that you learn grit. You got to have margin. You got to be, you know, my priorities in life are pretty simple. Most people, they try to go, I'm going to work my butt off, make a lot of money. Then I'm going to try to be healthy. And if I have time, I'll like hang out with my kids and then date my, go on a date with my wife if I think about it. And then, you know, maybe I'll think about God for two seconds before I go to sleep. And, you know, or when something bad happens, why does everybody pray? Right. So what I do is I flip it. You have to flip it. It's like your faith is, is everything. Then your wife, then your kids, then your health, and then your businesses fill in the cracks. People like they, they don't believe me when I say this, but it's like, how did I do all these things? I'm 36 years old. I did it because I had those priorities. If yep. you focus on being healthy in your faith and your wife and your kids and your health, Business actually thrives, okay? Um, business has to take its proper seat, but you're able to then create so much more value. You're way healthier. People trust you. They are a magnet to your businesses. 
and you're able to make better decisions, right? With God at the helm, like this is how it should be done. These are how the best leaders, in my opinion, the best leaders in the world have these things in order of priority. And I think that if a lot of people started doing that, it would really add so much more value to the world. It would make so much people's lives healthier. So here's a great example. I have hundreds of franchisees in Apex, right? The school fundraising company. I can literally rank them in terms of the money they make and the profits of their business and the amount of, you know, the thousands and thousands of families they serve. I can rank them based on those, that five. If your health gets out of line, your business is toast. If your marriage is on the rocks, you can't even focus on work. If you've got a kid in trouble, right? Your faith is out of line. You're toast. Like you can't do business. So you have to have these things in line. And I think a lot of people chase the dollar. They chase the deal. They chase the awards, the accolades, the, you know, the competitive drive. Nothing wrong with that as long as those other four things are in order. Right. You if you if you really set your life up with those things as a priority, you're going to be so much more successful at the end of the day in the things you care about. And you're going to and your business will end up being more successful in the long term. Right. Like money follows impact. Money follows value creation. Money follows service. People get those backwards all the time, man. And I think it's it's why people it's why people um, they burn out. It's why they quit. It's why they, they, they fail. It's why they, they're just like, man, I, don't, I can't do this anymore. And then most of it's because chasing money is so temporary. Chasing money is like not a fun, it's, it's, it can be fun, but it's mostly just like draining. And it's really not the deepest needs that people have in the world. So I don't know anybody on their deathbed who's ever said, I wish I worked more. They said, <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish I would have like been with my family more. I wish I would have had a better health. I wish I would have thought about God more. Right. And, or surrendered to him more. Yeah. Right. How many people carry pain and trauma with them their whole life without surrendering it? And they don't realize how much it holds them back. So, yeah, yeah. man, I could, wow. I could go through a million problems. I went, I've been through lawsuits and websites crashing with 50,000 people on them or, you know, shipments of flying monkeys getting lost in the Pacific. And I can tell you a million crazy stories, but that's really it. Like if you have those five things in, in line, you will be successful and it does not matter how much money's in your bank account at the end of the life. Okay, so question for you. What sounds better? Paying $7,000 for a huge sauna that you probably don't have space for or $5.99 for one that you can transport and take wherever you want? Hmm, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Higher dose. Let me introduce you to that name. I have been using it for a couple years now, actually. And it's literally my secret to taking high-powered naps. It's a sauna I can have in my apartment. I don't have room for a big, massive sauna, but I do for higher dose. And what are the benefits of higher dose sauna blanket? You kind of wrap yourself up in a cocoon. And I'm telling you, like my naps, oh, like 10 to 15 minutes off the charts. Enhances deep relaxation, improves circulation, promotes glowing skin, burns calories, encourages detoxification, pain relief, higher energy levels, reduces stress, promotes better sleep, everything that Asana does, but in a blanket that's very affordable, that you can put anywhere, higher dose. Yeah, check out higherdose.com, code for you for listening to this podcast, David15. 
for 15% off higherdose.com. Let me know how you're liking it, how your naps are going, or just chilling in it. It's amazing. Go check it out. Get your sauna on today. Scott, uh, that is one of the best segments, maybe the best segment we've ever had on this podcast. And I'm not just saying that. I've never heard it said that way, flipping the hand, flipping it, what most people think is important to what's really important. And I mean, think about it. Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby, two of the most the biggest companies in the world that make the most money, but yet they don't chase the money. They chase the impact and the purpose. That was so good. Everybody needs to listen to this segment every single morning for the rest of their lives when they wake up. And and Scott lives this and breathes this. When we were on that boat in San Diego with like all of these massive business leaders and super big time people, everybody's, everybody's coming up to Scott. Everybody's coming up to you, Scott, and, and, and they're like, oh, man, yeah. and you've got this massive smile on your face, and you're just pouring into them, so you live what you're speaking here. Incredible. Man, I yeah, want to go. Go ahead. I got to say, say this real quick. So we study Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A. I mean, they are bar none, best culture, best customer service you can find. The Green family with Hobby Lobby, they're, they're dear friends of ours. They give away over $300 million a year. Unbelievable family. Um Chick-fil-A, there's a reason why Chick-fil-A pays for all of their franchisees to go to a marriage conference every year. There's mm. a reason for that. They, they know these priorities. They know what, what it means to have a healthy family, to have a healthy personal life. They know that that creates more longevity, that creates sustainability, that creates trust in the community. <clears throat> the community. Those are the kinds of companies that really drive value long-term. And they should be what a lot of us are, are modeling after, right? Like if you... One of the best things they taught me, uh, the Green family, people, people are investments, not expenses. Oh, that yeah. was probably the most valuable thing they ever taught me is it basically thinking like, okay, if you're going to hire somebody in your company, that's an investment, not a P&L liability. They, a lot of people hire people to kind of get stuff off their plate or do jobs or, and they always look at the P&L and they connect that to people. No way, man. People are investments. And the more you can grow and develop your people, the more that you become free, right? That's how I can do all these businesses is I invest in great people. We treat them great. We, we pay them well. We develop them constantly. And then those people actually, at the end of the day, they free you. You know, you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want in life. That's the truth of business. And I just want to make sure that this was said about Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby because they are incredible cultures and a lot of people, you know, they, they have the faith component as well, but you don't have to be a Christian to work with them. You don't like, that's not how they do things. They just have simple structures of how they organize themselves and lead and they build trust in the world and they create so much more value than everybody else. It's amazing. Man, that is amazing. And isn't it amazing when you do actually put God first in your life and first in your business and first in your priorities, like it all comes back to you. God yeah. first, people first, man, it's, it just happens so many times, but yet we want to battle it and think that the other way is going to work. And then you get burnt out and then you just, yeah, you're on your deathbed living in a ton of regret. It's, it's definitely not the cool thing. It's not the cool thing nowadays. People don't want to talk about it very much. They think it's like a faux pas. And I'm like, yeah, that's not yeah. how I, if people want me to tell them how I've been successful, I'm going to tell them the truth. And I'm not going to shy away from it. Like the truth is God has blessed me to be a blessing for the world. 
there's been a thousand moments where I have to surrender it to God, let him take control, go through a difficult thing and things that I didn't want to do myself, but I felt led to do them things to give to other people. I mean, I've had millions of dollars stolen from me. Oh my God. The crazy things happening. And it's just, I'm not going to take those people to court. I'm not going to, I'm going to treat everyone with love. I'm never going to burn a bridge. I'm going to quickly forgive and move on. Like you, you, if you want the truth of how people become successful, you have to bend the knee. I'm an entrepreneur because it makes me go on my knees and pray. It makes me have faith. It, you can't have a vision. You call me a visionary. I, I think that's true. I, I, I have a vision for what things will look like in 10 years. That's a God-given vision. And so you can't do that if you're, if you're not surrendering it to a higher, a higher power. You can't have vision. I mean, entrepreneurship, I love Elon. He's, I'm in a bunch of circles with Elon. And everybody, and I don't want to talk about his personal life because we, we differ on a lot of things. But one thing he said that I laughed at, he said, entrepreneurship is chewing, uh, chewing on nails and stare, staring into the abyss. <laughs> that, that is entrepreneurship. And, and it's true. When you're, when you're a visionary, you're walking into unknown, into the darkness, hoping that there isn't a cliff coming, Right. That is part of it. And you can't do that without a belief in something greater and, and a belief that something bigger and better is, is coming. And there's a plan and there's, and there's someone who's looking out for you and, and people to love along the way. That's it. It's as simple as that. Bro, that's so good. And that's why you are such a good, if you want to call it risk taker and willing to bet big on yourself because you know that God has a plan. And just like you said, it's not the cool thing. The biggest thing that I've done in my life that, that money has just continued to come in is by giving it back, by tithing. And I bet you've tithed yeah. some ridiculous amounts where you're like, ooh, this feels hard to give away. But it's so yeah. true, man. I love it. And dude, we could talk all day on this, but I really want to get to Gravy Stack and yep. financial literacy. How important ooh. is for, for for parents to teach to kids? and for kids to learn, and I know yourself, myself, like I, I, I didn't learn it. Here is my memory of financial literacy from high school. We had a class where they literally, he, he literally talked about earthquake insurance. I went to school in Missouri in high school, earthquake insurance, because there was a fault in 1903. That's all I remember from financial class in high school. <laughs> So please, please talk to us about Gravy Stack, why it's so important for kids, parents, everyone. Yeah, this is a beast, man. Um, everybody wants it. No one knows how to teach it. You know, teachers, Lord bless them. My wife was a first grade teacher. We Teachers don't know how to talk about it. They don't know what to teach kids. And they feel really uncomfortable talking to kids about money. It's a very personal thing in the home. So that's why schools aren't teaching it. Banks don't care about kids because kids have no money for them to make money off of. And banks actually make a lot of money when you're bad at banking. So they want to wait till you're getting into credit card debt and, you know, never looking at your monthly statements. And that's how they make a lot of their money. And so and then then the biggest problem is parents. Parents don't know the order in which to teach their kids how to save, spend, share, invest, earn those kinds of things. And so they need a roadmap. They need help. You know, we, we surveyed a thousand parents and that was the number one thing they said. Even really successful parents were like, I don't know if my kids are even going to listen to me half the time and what to teach them when in what order to make sure that they're going to succeed outside the nest. So 
Gravy Stack is our answer for this. <clears throat> it's the world's first bank account for kids that plays like a game. So we created a hundred games that kids play that are a mix of real world challenges and, and in-app games that teach them how to be fully financially competent. So we go through um, save, spend, share, earn, invest, protect, borrow or the issues with borrowing, how to create value in the world and the skills and traits to become financially competent. And there's a hundred games they play, but they're not just addicted to an app. Actually, we boot them out of the app. It's like fun education. And then you go out in the real world and do something. So we don't want kids like TikTok scrolling. We don't do any of that. It's basically, it's a bank account with a debit card that does real investing, real giving. Your, it's a money machine that shows all your revenue streams and where all the money goes so kids can see the flow of money. That's how they connect to the digital world. And then we create all these <clears throat> um, atmospheric conditions in the home where kids are creating value. They're doing home gigs. We're not doing allowance. They're doing their, their chores, but they're getting paid for certain things around the house, things in the yard, things in the garage, organizing a closet, making a meal for everyone. And then they're paying for things that parents don't realize they're paying for. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lot of parents, they just, they're like, oh, we, we do allowance or we don't pay our kids anything. They just do all the chores. Okay. Well then how are your kids going to make financial decisions before they leave the home? You've got to get your kids some, a way to earn money that they can actually start buying things that you keep buying for them. So the average family spends like 200 bucks on their kids every month <clears throat> that they shouldn't be paying for toys, trinkets, video games, the Air Jordans for, for basketball, the uh, social outings with their friends. Hey, dad, can I have 20 bucks? We're going out to this. Hey, mom, can I have 30 bucks? We're going to the mall or the movies or whatever. And then my favorite one is birthday presents for your friend's birthdays. How many parents have bought a present, done the card, and the kid just signs it? They don't even know what it is, and they just drop it off. Well, why not have your kid earn 20 bucks around the house um, doing things that are not the expected free chores, the extra things that we have a list in the app of 60 things that are automated payments that they can pay their kids to do to create value at the, in the home. This is the beautiful thing about Gravy Stack. And then the kids earn those funds and pay for the things that the parents have on their no-buy list. So then the kids start becoming independent on these certain expenses. They can start learning how to make these decisions and how to make good financial. Hey, maybe I just want the Adidas, not the Air Jordans. You know what I mean? And then the, uh, my favorite is the birthday presents for, your, for their parties. When the kid earns 20 bucks and then buys it and then gives them the present, it means a thousand times more to your kid and the kid they're giving it to. It actually teaches generosity for the first time. You can't wow. give your kid money to go give at church. You have to have the kid earn it and give something from the value they created. That is what connects social philanthropy and giving and generosity to the kid. And the feeling they get when they did the work and made the effort in to, to give it is the feeling that you want them to get. That's financial competency. So we just, and there's a thousand more stories of how we're doing this in the app, but it's basically a roadmap for families to begin okay. to get their kids to start with banking, get the debit card with it. It's free to play the game. It's like six bucks a month to do the whole bank account with all the investing and sharing and the gigs and everything for the families. It's super simple. And we're creating a huge community of parents that are in our elite parent corner. So they're teaching each other. There's breakouts. There's all these interviews. We're giving all the resources for parents, whether it's tax deductions or the right ways to invest or the 529 accounts and the ways to talk to your kids about these things 
to make sure that they're ready to succeed in the real world. So that's really what Gravy Stack is in a nutshell. That is incredible. Seriously, like it's <clears throat> it's the biggest issue of when, when kids don't have any understanding, parents don't have any understanding. And I think you probably didn't know the number on this, like 75% of families, US families are actually in debt just because yep. they don't know how to do it. And not only are yep. you teaching the kids, you are teaching the parents. This is this is something that can fix issues that will be long-standing because once you get into debt, and then like it's just it's it's an upward battle yeah. that you have to fight. It, it breaks. It's wow. the fastest way to break generational problems because wow. parents don't parents don't know all the things we're doing either, and they get to learn alongside the kids and play the games with the kids. The, there's all the parent instructional guides and coaching and fun stuff. We don't do homework. We don't do all that kind of stuff. It's all game and fun and play and mixed with real life experiences. So here's a good one. We have a, one of the first level games is a subscription hunt. So they're helping a family of otters in this gravy world that we created all these characters and the kids are playing games and they're, they're competing against their friends and they're earning grits and building a resume, a real resume for their future while they do this. Um, they help this family of otters cancel subscriptions in the game. And they literally saved the otters' lives. They're like, oh my gosh, we were broke every month and now you just helped us save a bunch of money. Awesome. Can, we put our, can we put your picture on our wall? And the kid is challenged to go cancel subscriptions in their own home to get their photo on the wall of the otters and earn the grits and everything. So the kids go and they help mom and dad cancel subscriptions because we teach them how to do it. The average family right now in beta has saved $547 in real money by canceling subscriptions and the kids do it. Oh. Mom and dad are just watching this and they're like, what on earth just happened? Right. And we just do this over and over. We do it with grocery Great. savings. We teach kids, we teach kids four ways to get coupons for groceries. We do this with family travel planning. The kids are planning the next family trip. They're getting three flights and the best deal three hotels or VRBOs in the best deal. They're learning all this stuff in the game, right? We do it with taxes. We do it with, we have a broke celebrity challenge. You'd like this one. They meet all these characters in the game that like went broke, athletes and entertainers and actors and actresses. And they went totally broke because the idea is to teach the kids. You can't just outmake bad spending, you, you know, spend less than you make. That's the key to wealth. And so they meet these characters like Tyke Meissen is one of them in the game. And they, they like learn about all the ways they like went broke. And then they have to go research in the real world people that actually went bankrupt after making over $50 million. And there's a lot of those stories out there. And so it just teaches kids simple real life. Oh, yeah, this is why I need to be disciplined with my spending and understand savings. I mean, there's just, I could go on and on yeah, about these. I know, missions. and I would love to. Yeah, we could talk all day about this too, but I want, I want everybody listening to go out there and get the app. When this, when this podcast is coming out, it's going to be available very soon, if not right now. And we're going to do a special <laughs> for the listeners. Can you tell us a special to go to? We'll also link to it in the show notes. Yeah, da uh, gravy, gravystack.com <clears throat> slash David. We'll just put your name right on there and they'll get a month for free. Um, gravystack.com slash David, um, and they'll, they'll get their first month for free, or they can just start playing the games. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're right now, we have over 3,500 ambassadors. These are affiliates, influencers, big names. Um, people are coming out of the woodwork, uh, with us on this. It's really a movement, you know, it's more than just a business. It's, it's a real movement to solve this, this real problem. And so 
if anybody listening wants to join, we're going to have uh, gravystack.com slash partners. Just come straight on and, and be a partner of ours and, and get it out to your audience. There's affiliates as well. And But yeah, I think gravystack.com slash David. We'll give them a month for free because uh, you and I are buddies and we want to make sure that we get as many people on this as possible. So that's Gravystack. And by the way, the name. Okay, people ask about the name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Parents are like, what is Gravystack? Kids love the name. That's the whole point. Like stack your gravy, right? Gravy is another word for value. Stack your value, like create value in the world. And it sounds, it has to sound like a game and not a bank. We don't want kids coming here thinking this is more work or chores or homework. You know, these are, those are kind of like our cuss words. Allowance is like a cuss word, chores, business, sales, entrepreneurship. Those are cuss words. We want kids to play, have fun. And, the, and that's the real thing, man. You and I, with what we do every day, we feel like we're, in a candy store. Like we love what we do. And if you love what you do and you add value in the world, you'll never work a day in your life. And that's what we want kids to start to understand is like, you don't have to do more homework. You can actually learn these things in a really, really fun, powerful way. And the real mission of Gravy Stack long-term is to change the way we learn. So if we can, if we can, if, like I said earlier, kids learn in two ways. Kids learn by having fun and they learn through real life experience. If you can do those two things, it goes into their deep long-term memory and they're set, right? This is what schools aren't doing. This is what it's very hard to do. Like parents make their kids do chores. They have conflict around it. It's just, it doesn't actually grow them in a health healthy way. In fact, it probably creates more trauma and it's in one year, one year and out the other. So we really wanna change the way people are learning, starting with financial literacy and life skills. Oh my gosh, man. Society's probably just going to come after you and be like, oh, oh you're yeah. Not having people stay in a nine to five hamster wheel. Scott, we're going to take you out. No, Scott, this is, this is phenomenal. Yeah. And shoot, man, off the record, I want to invest in this. This is going to blow up in a massive way. And I'm kind of just excited to have kids so they can learn how to help me save money and teach me things. So me and Taylor might start trying just because of Gravy Stack alone. Well, Scott, you, you have provided so much value, so much value in so many ways to the audience. Now I'm going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat with the remaining minutes that we have left in this. So quick answers, whatever comes to your mind. And okay. being a, a visionary, someone who is very wise, like how are you continuing to learn and grow on your own? Are there favorite books that you've read, their podcast, anything that stands out to you in your personal growth? Yeah, we're actually going to have a book out when the time this comes out. Um, we're writing a book called The Gravy Stack Method, The Healthy Struggles Your Kids Need to Succeed. That book's going to be coming out in January. Um, and that is basically an accumulation of all of the thought leaders and the brilliant minds that have helped us get to where we are today, not just in Gravy Stack, but in business, right? How do you think through creating value in the world, material value, emotional value, spiritual value? If we can get the whole world to think that way, we've solved so many issues, mental health issues. We solve a lot of the debt problems, a lot of the family issues, the generational wealth problems. Um, and so that book will be out, The Gravy Stack Method. Um, I am a big fan of personal growth and development. You know, I spend, I won't even tell you the number. It's, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on growing. And, you know, Dan Sullivan taught me this. He's like, if you are not investing 5% at yeah. least of what you make back into your learning, back into your growth, join masterminds, join coaching groups, like you have no idea. One conversation 
with one person chain can change everything for your whole life, right? This is how I have all my board members and great investors and partners and my teams, like my best friends. Now I met through these groups, like this is how you grow. You have to invest in yourself. So I'm a huge audible listener. I th try to throw something in every day when I'm doing the workouts. Um, and uh, every morning, like I really want to make sure I'm setting myself off on the right path. Um, my, some of my favorite books, there's a book by Keith Cunningham called The Road Less Stupid. It is, <laughs> it is like the business Bible, man. I mean, it's like hundreds, hundreds of scenarios and how to think, how to think properly to create value and help other people. Um, in your business. That's a great book. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I could go on and on about so many yeah. incredible books. Dan Sullivan's books are all incredible. He's coming out with a book called 10 X is better than two X. That is a, it's a, it's a business staple. Um, Tiny habits by my friend BJ Fogg was number one on Amazon the last two years. It's about how to basically create all the right habits in your life to be successful. Um, yeah, so I could go off for a long time, but yeah. those are some of the Bible. I read the Bible every day. I've read it a dozen Good. times in my life because it's like, it's the best rule book for how to live. People, they, it's funny how much the world writes off because of culture. But if you just go back to ancient wisdom, man, ancient wisdom. And if, if you, this is what the Bible is. You are valuable because you were created by God. You have a purpose in life because of the gifts and talents he gave you and you have something powerful to give the world. And if you mess up, guess what? Jesus died for you and he loves you so much that he died for you. And that's our grace. That's where we get to live and be happy and be gracious and just be free. That is literally the Bible in a nutshell. And so I read that every day because the wisdom I get from it leads me. And that's, you know, I can't recommend anything better than that. Dude. And that's why you can do what you're doing. And like, because we're playing this game, it's just like, it's it, it's for a free game. We know where we're going after this. We don't have to, we can take risks without thinking it all depends on ourselves. You can go take chances because we know it's already played out for us. It's the cheat code, man. It's what I tell you. already won. Yeah, we've already won. playing a game that's already won. That's the beauty of living this way, man. Beautiful. Playing the game of life and gravy stack and we've already won. Okay. All right. So here's another one. That, that's so good, man. I'm going to take these books and, and, and read these. You know, so many people, you have an amazing relationship, network, community. Is there anybody that you haven't met that you're like, man, I'd love to meet this guy. I mean, you're even saying in circles with Elon. Most people say Elon's a person. Is there anybody that you haven't met that you're like, I'd really like to, to get to know this person? Yeah, and that's a tough one. I met a lot of great people. Um, or anybody from history. How about anybody from history? Yeah. That you could go I was going to say, most of my, most of my uh, list got checked off. I had a great conversation with Jim Carrey the other day. Great. He wanted to call, he wanted to meet, he wanted to meet the founder of Happy because he used it. And yeah, so we had a great conversation. That was a bucket list for me. Tim Tebow and I have just become close buddies. We're, I'm helping him with his trafficking organization. Yep. And we're big donors. Um, Dude Perfect. We're about to do something with them big for Gravy right. Stack. Like some of the people in the world I really respect that are doing things amazingly well, like I'm meeting them. And it's crazy when you do amazing things and you add value and you solve big problems. It's, it's amazing the network that you find because yeah. those people, like I don't, I don't really need, I can meet anyone I want really through our different companies. But 
if I were to meet anyone in history, William Wilberforce is the person I would want to sit down with. William Wilberforce ended slavery, period, in, in the UK. Wow. And, it, and then it flooded over to the US. And it took him 30 years. He was an unbelievable man. Um, yeah, he, he created something called the Clapham sect, which their whole goal was to end slavery. It took him 30 years and they finally did it. And his story is unbelievable. I'd want to sit with him uh, and just hear about his life, how he lived, what he thought about, the things he did every day, the way he viewed others. Um, William Wilberforce would probably be the one person in history I'd want to sit down with. Maybe him or um, uh, Winston Churchill. Maybe yeah. those two. Dude. Yeah. Wow. That needs to be a movie made about that guy. Never heard his name and obviously he had massive impact. Incredible. All right. Dude, we have taken up so much of your time. I could go on all day with you. But if you could leave the audience with one piece of advice and drop the mic for a kid or somebody young, somebody who is stuck in their situation, can't see the way out just to help them pivot their perspective and know that, you know, you're going to be OK. What would that piece of advice be? When my parents dropped me off for college, my dad and my mom said two things that I'll stick with for the rest of my life. My dad was funny. He gave me a, he shook my hand and in his hand was a $50 bill. And that was all I ever got. And he said, tip well. Wow. And there was so much in that. Like if you just sit for a minute and unpack that, tip well. My, then he got in the car. My mom, before she started crying, she gave me a big hug and a kiss. And she said, if it doesn't point to Jesus, what's the point? Two of the most powerful comments anyone could ever give anybody. Yep. Tip wow. well. And if it doesn't point to Jesus, what's the point? And I've carried those two with me my whole life. Generosity, being of service, loving other people. There you go. Scott, that's amazing. And you have phenomenal parents. I can see why you are the person that you are. Seriously, man, that is, this has been one of the most enjoyable, most impactful podcasts I've ever done. And trust me, I do not just say that. Scott, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and we'll link to everything on the show notes. Just thank you for being the amazing white that you are, brother. You're changing the world. You truly are. Same to you, buddy. Love what you're doing and I'm behind you all the way. Just say the word. I'll help wherever you need. Thanks, Dave. Thanks.